You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's what we do. Justin Volumes. And uh, so Chase Brandon and myself, we're talking today about the most enjoyable winter activity that I never thought I would like. Uh, Is it really though? Curling. Curling. <laughs> there curling. we go. Yeah. Curling. I, yeah. I second that. Curling. So. Do you need the right bowling shirt for curling? You do. It makes all the difference. You yeah. got it. What I found is that if I wear the wrong shirt and I go to push it off, it kind of binds up my shoulder a little bit. There's got to be just enough room in the kind of the back of my shoulder, or, or it throws off my. Have you ever really slide. tried curling? No. Because I I, want, <laughs> I would like to. Same. I think it, it looks fun. It I think it, fun, I yeah. think it could be fun. Um, you know, I don't drink alcohol, but I imagine if you throw <laughs> a little alcohol in there, it would probably make it. <laughs> I even think more, it was the a lot more there's fun. a sordid story about the U.S. curling team where the guy got a little too inebriated or something. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I feel like if if the, you have to get a little a uh, little buzz to enjoy the sport. It's not one, worth is doing. Is that when there's a problem? I, I think that's called the perfect sport. <laughs> <is what that's laughs> I don't want to knock curling, but if, if it's only enjoyed under the influence, I mean. A uh, sport that is a little more difficult under the influence would be cross-country skiing. Cross-country skiing. That's yeah. the other one that I had, that I was thinking. That you were of. thinking of? Okay. So my wife and I and our family moved up to the Ogden Valley up to Liberty um, a couple winters ago. You're across from we are the mainstay of cross-country skiing, right. the we, Mecca, we are, local Mecca. Right. So um, what did they call that place? North Fork North Park. Park. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you like run I, it every I, day. I know. It. I, <laughs> and run right past the sign. Uh, and right <laughs> no, I was about to say it, and then my mind just went blank. And That's thought, funny. Wait, I don't remember what it's called. So North Fork Park during the Designated, summer. Designated um, dark sky. Yeah by the way. Yeah. And it's, it's awesome looking at the stars up there. Awesome. Yeah. But, um, during the summer, so lots of great mountain biking, trail running trails, campground, other things during the winter, they groom it for cross country skiing and snowshoeing and skate skiing and and fat bike. Yep. Now. Yep. And, um, the trails are awesome, but if you want to learn to skate ski, uh, and you can totally learn there. Just don't get discouraged because that place is a hilly monkey. It is super. So compared super to, steep trails um, compared to Park other, City, right. like there is that pretty flat. Right, Park Ice? City's a lot flatter. Okay. Soldier Hollow's a lot flatter. Yeah. Like some of those places are way flatter, 
if you go up to like Sun Valley, um, up Island Park area, there's those are some places where they have uh, big cross country skiing events every year and stuff. The trails there are much flatter. So if you can skate at North Fork Park, you can skate anywhere. anywhere. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I started skate skiing two years ago and it just was brutal. It just destroyed me. I brutal like the technique or the... Like I, I thought I was fit until I tried cross country yeah. <laughs> skate skiing and, and realized how fit I was not. Um, but also the technique. You, learning the technique is really important. Um, if you get the technique down, it, you'll do half the, half the work. Do I, do you, can you do it not in a onesie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, you that's the required uniform. Yeah. yeah. What do you wear? So pretty much I wear the same clothing as I would wear for a winter trail run. So, oh. um, so you, you haven't, per, you haven't gone full. No, I, no, I'm not fast enough. I to would wear the onesie. Silly. Yeah. yeah. Cause now when people see me struggling, um, and I'm not wearing official cross country skate skiing garb. Yeah. Um, they look at me and just always oh, newbie. newbie, right? Yeah. Newbie, get off the trail, get out of the way. Yeah. That's a good excuse. If I was dressed, you should show up to like a race like that. If I was dressed <laughs> to the T's or whatever, and I, I was decked out and everything. Um, and then I couldn't ski. I would met, I'd rather be called a newbie than a, like a poser or something like that. Yeah. So, so I don't have all I'm the, the opposite. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to look the part. Yeah. <laughs> Stand by my car all day. Yeah, it's a good workout today. <laughs> <laughs> Sit there and stretch for eight hours. See that moose so. up there on the third turn? Oh, uh, yeah, it's probably gone by now. <laughs> <laughs> so the problem the problem is, is um, so my wife and I started skate skiing, and we just thought we'd go for it. We didn't know what we were doing. We like, yeah, I rollerbladed when I was six. I know how to skate ski. We didn't know what is we were. Is it anything like doing. skating? Like rollerblade? That does make sense. Kind it would of. sort of be. Huh. It kind of is. Um, you know, the the skis are much longer, obviously, so you got to learn to manage those and manage your edges and everything. But yeah, it almost is hmm. kind of like that. The motion. Yeah. Um. So we so we went for it and. And it was a lot of fun. And then after a year of struggling along, I shouldn't say it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. <laughs> and every once in a while, I get a hint of fun in between was lots the, of the downhills. Work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was even going down a downhill that first year. There's like was, no control. I was hauling yeah. and um, was feeling pretty confident. And that's the, that's what, that was the problem. The moment I started to feel confident, I, eat it hard so as a skate skier myself. do you ever jump into the cross-country tracks on the way down sometimes yeah yeah I mean, does that help um yeah it can yeah yeah good i mean good skiers i'm i'm like if i'm going down a hill i'm like snow plowing sometimes and trying to cut speed but really good guys they're jumping in the tracks and they're just hauling down it i've seen i mean epic carnage in yeah. some of those races yeah because it only takes one one guy to go down at the wrong time and then it's everybody else goes down because you can't maneuver quickly around things like i can't you're, well, you're right and, and the you're pros right. I can't. can't either it seems like it's yeah it's not a a ski that's meant it's meant to go sort of straight right directional is it pretty hard to jump out of the track that little thing when you're in there um it was the first few times I tried it, but now now it's not bad. Now you're pretty close to pro level, so you're able to jump out. Yeah, easy. yeah, I'm 
shooting for 2022. Is that that's quick? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm going Good for. Luck. Yeah. So, Brandon, you <clears throat> should join him. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> pass hard pass <laughs> um but I'll, i will say so we we got skate skis and and traditional cross-country skis when we moved up there because um i do a lot of backcountry skiing but we wanted to have a way to try to stay so how much do you know about the bindings because we have some skis in the shop here that didn't sell the other day because the guy was like i can't put the new bindings on them was that is that true uh well, I would have to look at the ski. Did it have like a mounting plate on them or? No, they're flat. They're just flat. I don't know what he would be talking about then. No idea. We didn't know enough to tell him he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. he, we just he, could, he could be right. I'm, I'm definitely not the Because they have ski. our old label. So they're at least two and probably three years old. Okay. So I don't know. And he's like, yeah, the bindings they've changed and so the new ones i can't put the new ones on and i'm like yeah i don't know if he's right or not yeah i i wouldn't know either he was on his phone so he looked like he was really researching (laughs) that i couldn't keep up the thing you'll find that skate skiers are a lot like road bikers it's kind of the same group of people i think in many cases they are they like they all wear onesies they want wear onesies they like to uh really research the their gear and they're really particular about their gear and weight's a huge thing and spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars to save a few ounces here and there and um i think it's cool if that's what you're into i think it's awesome there's nothing wrong with it but um i i really like gear but i'm not that into skate skiing yet so what's it cost to get a startup skate ski set up so i bought I bought skate ski set setups at the end of the season here when they were all half priced. And so um, I was able to get boots, skis, bindings, poles. I'm trying to think. 150, 100, probably for about $350. Half price. So you're looking between six and 700 bucks full price? Uh, yeah, but mine's not like top of the line. Mine's kind of entry level wow. of the quality stuff. So it can get pricey. My wife's, I my pair my boots. Well, actually, I was probably closer to four hundred. My boots were um, kind of entry level of a good brand of skate ski boots. My wife's boots, because we didn't have her size in the entry level ones. My wife's boots are quite a bit nicer. So her boots are like four hundred retail, and she got cool. them for like two hundred. Which yeah, pretty expensive. The um, Alpinas? Yeah, they're yeah. Alpinas, but they have the carbon carbon base they're kind of their race boot and um and then the skis yeah i i I would say that if you're looking brand new for kind of quality entry level stuff you're looking like six to eight hundred dollars probably for the for the whole setup and if you want to go top of the line sky's the limit you're looking three three grand probably at least like carbon skis yeah carbon skis and wicked light everything yeah they're they they make some really cool stuff um but i would say for people that are interested in skate skiing just get the entry level stuff because what you're going there they're still lightweight what you're going to get when you get into the higher end stuff is lighter weight a little faster bases um 
that hold wax a little bit better stuff like that but the, you're not going to really notice those things until you get really proficient so normally i would suggest like you can go rent skis and say like, oh but it sounds like you're not going to have a good experience your first time anyway <laughs> so so what you're saying is just don't do it just <laughs> <laughs> so I would say for people in this area, um, go up to North Fork and pay for some lessons. Rent their with the gear. rental gear. Yeah, they have they have gear up there. Rent their gear. Pay for some lessons. Do it two or three times with an instructor, and then go out and rent some gear and just spend a day on it. And the the other thing too is you'll get the technique down, and it it will get easier. But also fitness is going to go a long way with your ability to enjoy enjoy it especially up at north fork fitness as in you should have some you should have okay. some yeah if you don't have any fitness starting out um and you want to learn skate skiing find a flat place to learn it um, so maybe you could cross country for a little while until you get some a good fitness base yeah and so that's what we did is we we started skate skiing and it was fun but we mixed it up with cross country skiing we found that that we did a lot more traditional cross-country skiing than we did skate skiing because anybody that can walk can cross-country traditional cross-country ski um it is still a workout and the downhills are still squirrely and it still does take practice it's not like it's not as easy as snowshoeing i mean snowshoeing is literally like hiking yeah i i do the relaxed part of snowshoeing rather than the hardcore snowshoeing (laughs) although i've hardcored before yeah. You know, yeah. Like tried to waterfall snowshoe. Nice. Dang. Up at North Fork. We've been back there in the winter to see the waterfall. Um, it's not that easy to find. So <laughs> that's, so I know exactly where it is during the summer. I assume yeah. it's the same one in the winter. Well, the tr- it's just the, that's the trails hard to find. Yeah. But it's all probably buried and buried that trail's and, really yep. narrow in the summer anyway. And it goes so, away. So you got to come up with new options in the winter. Huh? Is it, uh, ice climbable is it yes very short though i was gonna say it's short yeah. and it's probably pretty low angle uh, no it's steep <laughs> but it's it would be like two or three picks maybe and then you'd be like it's pretty short yeah like we were we were sort of uh, <laughs> we were snowshoe ice climbing it oh with okay. our front yeah front spikes all right uh, uh like two like two up you know and then like hop off yeah yeah but it's not an easy approach it's really weird it's it's there's a lot of trees and stuff and it's very dangerous don't do it but (laughs) would you say it's probably not as steep as like willard waterfall when we went and climbed it that one time do you remember that um um, obviously willard is a lot yeah no willard is is a legit climbable waterfall and so i think there's section if i remember i should have some pictures too it might be very low angle it might not be worth it because that waterfall, if you go, there's a different trail called the Mule Ear Trail that's off to the south, up higher on a hill. You can get a view of that whole waterfall. Like, it goes up like a 1,000 feet. Which waterfall? Like that that waterfall that you're talking oh, about. Oh, really? North Fork? North Fork Oh, waterfall. I didn't know that. Yeah, the one that because it's, it's buried, I think, in the winter. We only saw the last part oh. that's sort of iced. It, yeah, it's lower angle. It's probably, you're right, it's probably buried in snow. Yeah. Bummer. I was thinking that could be just like a fun little hike up with crampons yeah. on or something during the Yeah, winter. and if we had those conditions where it got really cold and low snow year, it's possible, I bet. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. 
Anyway, <clears throat> anyway that's not cross country skiing. That, that isn't. That's if you ever cross country jumped off waterfalls <laughs> <laughs> are you even hardcore <laughs> you, you, you know i i always grew up saying i would never ride a road bike i wouldn't i wouldn't be that dude on the side of the road in a stretchy suit yeah who wants to do that yeah same here well well i do that now oh that's <laughs> yeah. what i do it's, and i've i've kind of told myself if i'm going to be skiing i'm going to be backcountry alpine skiing but I wouldn't be surprised if I pick up cross-country skiing. Are there rules, like, like skate ski rules of the trail? Just judging like from the, I almost got ran over one time. Like, like the a, code? Yeah, what's the code? What's the code? Let us in on the secrets. Yes, there is. there are rules. I know the one that stands out to me is keep your dog on a leash because that's the one mm. I hear all the time from people. I go at like it's five. It's not like keep your blankety dog on a leash. <laughs> yes. No, oh, it probably is that actually. <laughs> that's what they usually say. Um, I go at like five in the morning before anybody else is going to get out there or so I think. And most of the time I don't see anybody else. I just let my dog run. Yeah. Cause skate skiing with a pointer doesn't just doesn't work. She's always pulling me into the bushes and stuff like that. So I just let my dog run and it seems like two or three times a year. I run into someone who el- who's also out there at 5.30 in the morning, and my dog runs up to say hi and freaks the skate skier out. And yeah. Then it's... It's a wolf, get obviously. Get your blankety dog on a leash and, right. and all that stuff, and I just tell him to go... Have a good skate. Go have a good skate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so there's keep your dog on a leash. Yeah. That's what, number one. Um, number two is... Uh, stay on the right side. I don't know. I don't know what the rules are actually. I'm just trying to think of like what I do. And so it's like when you're going down at a hundred miles an hour, do you, is it like a road, like stay on the right side and then left to pass or something or I mean, take up the middle. I just assume like if there's nobody in front of me, I've got the whole, I've got the whole trail. Yeah. Um, but if I'm going to pass someone, then I get to the right so that I can pass them on the right, just like on the road there. Um, the thing is, is at North Fork, there's a lot of hills and they tend to go around corners. So I try to hug the right side in case someone else is coming up. And yeah, um, yeah. the people up there generally are pretty cool. Like if you're a newbie and you're trying to doubt, they'll, they're pretty patient with you and they'll encourage you and not get too upset. Every once in a while you run into a dork that um, thinks he owns the place. Yeah. It's like my wife was up there running, trail running in the winter, trail running the fat bike trail with the dog and there was a guy who was fat biking on the groomed road and there was like 30 probably 30 yards between the two at at one point and my dog according to my wife i'm trying to remember the story exactly ran off the trail saw the biker barked a few times and he lost it get your effing dog on the leash and all this stuff to mm. my wife nice my yeah. wife just came home and she's like well that was an experience and she told me all about it. i wanted to go up there and find the dude and just give him the smile right <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I, it's like <laughs> what the smile. heck the dog didn't even dog didn't bother you just barked a couple of times like he's on a bike yeah yeah like dude well, and the <laughs> thing is and it wasn't even and a fat bike <laughs> just like higher and when we're on the trails mm during the summer and we're running with the dog and the dog runs on the trails and a biker comes up, the dog gets off the trails and the biker goes by and it's no big deal. And 
most of the time people are cool about it. Don't What's even the best way to say, put your dog on a leash? Like, hey, leashes are a thing. Or like, <laughs> ever heard of a leash? Yeah. Like what's, is there a nice way to do that? Is there a, I don't know. I just, Hey, have, is this your dog? Beautiful dog. Look, what's the breed? Yeah. Does it have a leash? <laughs> Might want to use it next time. <laughs> Does the leash come, with, it the come dog? with the dog? Does the leash come with the dog? <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, or just put your oven dog on a leash is fine. Just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's, he, said, he yeah. said that, but then he kept kind of lecturing her and that's like it's one thing to say hey put your dog on a leash it's another thing to like give it a whole lecture and stuff he's probably having a bad day but at five in the morning yeah yeah i don't know what time I'm it sorry. was that time yeah. but but you know for me i just let people be i don't make a big deal about it so skate skiing you need what the skis yeah specific bindings specific bindings specific boots um specific poles yeah, the poles need to be longer. So you oh. so you measure your poles. Kind of rule of thumb on like your traditional cross country. Your tra- traditional cross country is the poles come up to about the armpit, and on skate skiing, this isn't this isn't exactly, but kind of top of the shoulder or even like nose type height. So they're longer than your traditional ones. Um, the pole baskets are different on a skate pole, and um, so yeah, the poles are different. That does make a big difference because half of the power that, well, maybe not quite half, but a lot of the power that you're getting when you're skating is from the push with your poles. Um, the length of your, excuse me, the length of the of your skis matters as well. A longer ski is going to glide better, it's going to track better and stuff, but it's also going to be more to kind of manage. So some people prefer to be on a shorter ski because it's easier to learn on. Most people that get the technique down will then want to go to a little longer ski for better glide. Um, also, there's camber in the skis, how how stiff they are. And more camber gives you more energy when you push off. and It'll propel you forward more, but too much camber gets difficult to, to ski on, especially if you're not heavy enough to really flex the ski because there's too much camber. So trying to find the right amount of cambers the, um, is tricky, and um, most most ski companies ski manufacturers will have certain instructions or guidelines on how to find the right length the right camber that sort of thing in your skis and then the boots um your traditional your skate boots have um ankle support that is going to help transfer power into the edge of your ski um, for a good push off and your other other boots are just going to be too flimsy around the ankle and you're not going to be able to get the push off that you need so more walking Right. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's all very unique gear. And, um, you know, I, I had one sales rep come in here one time and give us a, give us a, uh, a lecture on, or not a lecture, but a clinic on skate skiing. And he said, put, you put kick wax on skate skis, which you don't, <laughs> um, you don't, <clears throat> you just use glide wax. You're just propelling yourself forward by, by pushing off from the edge and stuff, you're not, you don't have kick wax and glide wax. You, you do have glide wax and you do different layers of glide wax depending on the temperatures of the, the snow and stuff like that. Um, waxing your skis every time you go out is pretty standard practice because if your ski isn't gliding very well, man, you work so much harder. And uh, skate skis don't have scales, right? Right, right, no scales. So, 
Um, and then your traditional skis will usually have scales. And if they don't, then that's where you use kick wax um, for traction. And then you use, you use glide wax on the tip and tails and kick wax under the foot so you can get traction to kick off. And um, Anyway, so yeah, it's kind of two different techniques. Skate skiing is so much faster than your traditional stuff. You can go a lot further, but it is a lot of work. I, I kind of feel like if I could compare this to mountain biking, for example, I think of backcountry skiing as like the equivalent to mountain biking skate skiing is the equivalent to road biking and traditional skiing unless you're like an olympic olympic guide Chase. in the kick and glide um but for the most for most of us your traditional cross-country skiing is more like riding around on the parkway with just like a, a city bike it's just it's fun it's you can see cool stuff you can go wherever and um you do get some good exercise but it's more about just kind well, of you exploring. see those skate skiers in the Olympics when they finish a race they all fall over like it's like someone it's like they get shot at the finish line <laughs> and they all just collapse Ooh. to the ground and they're and they always the whole everybody does right. like they cannot they're done right full body workout right it yeah. is absolutely a full body workout like I've never never experienced before um, skate skiers Nordic skiers are the fittest people in the world when you look at VO2 max like the highest VO2 max uh, athletes in the world, skate skiers are, or Nordic skiers, I should say, in general, are are the consistently the highest. And even still, like they just completely collapse at the, at finish, the finish line. line. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But yeah, for those people that love the exercise, your trail runners, your bikers, whatever, and you're looking for a good activity to try to keep the fitness um, during the winter, check out. Cross-country skiing in any form, whether it's skate or your your traditional uh, touring setup, really fun. It's it's a great workout. You can make it as hard as you want. And then for the people that are really really into fitness, try the skate skiing. And if you can skate ski again, if you can skate ski at North at North Fork Park, you can skate ski anywhere. So it's a cool facility that we have up there. They also have a skate skate tracks up at Snow Basin. Um, when there's snow, they do. They groom a track up at Mount Ogden Park, and um, or the golf course, I think Mount Ogden Golf Course, I believe. And um, and then of course there are some other tracks in Park City and stuff. So it's well worth looking at. I I never like Chase. I never really thought I would get into cross country skiing, and we're we love it. If the snow's not good in the back country, it's not like real awesome powder. I'm, yeah, you don't really have to worry about I'm, avalanches. Yeah, or anything. I'm Nordic skiing. I'm I'm doing one either skate or or uh, traditional touring, and then if we get powder, I go backcountry skiing. But I would rather go skate skiing or go touring or whatever if the snow's just okay. I would love it to snow enough this year that we can just cross country ski to work. <laughs> yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I don't sweet. know if I'd like that because then. Because you're in Layton. Yeah. Yeah. Like a 20 mile cross country <laughs> ski to work. But that's the thing is my. Not in that good of shape. <laughs> so my buddy Colby, in fact, many of us know Colby. Um, Wait a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a great, great athlete. But when he was going to school, he, um, up in Pocatello, he got into Nordic skiing, into skate skiing. And I was talking to him. He's a much better skater than I am. But and a better biker and a better runner and a better everything climber. He was a skater boy. <clears throat> oh boy, 
Um, but anyway, he, he'll he go and he'll skate 20, 30, 40 miles, no problem, <laughs> oh, in the morning. And and for a lot of, like, you can really get moving on those things. And if you've got a good trail that's not too steep and not too too crazy, you can really get moving along and you can go at a, a decent clip. I mean, 10 to 15 miles an hour is no big deal, which is surprising. So mm-hmm. you can imagine if you're if you're on flatter ground and you can really get a good rhythm in and you're moving at 10 or 15 miles an hour, you can cover 20 miles in hour and a half. Like that's not too bad. Yeah. So totally. Okay, I'm convinced. Give me a onesie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's my next step. So I, the, I've been really working hard this summer to lose weight, so that I can fit into, into a, onesie a onesie for this. Month. I'm excited it's for cute. you. Yeah. I'm almost there. I'm like I got like 15 more pounds to go. You look like you're ready. No. no oh. I'm not, no. Okay. I have 15 more pounds. <laughs> I've lost about 15. I need 15 more. That's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, thanks for joining us today on our our uh, very um, unexpert discussion of skate skiing and and Nordic skiing. Um, if you are interested in in skate skiing or Nordic skiing, um, check out gear30.com. We have a lot of we have a little bit of clearance stuff from from seasons past that we have on on sale right now for killer prices and a lot of the stuff that we carried is really good we don't stock uh nordic skiing real deep because um we do a lot more backcountry skiing and alpine skiing and uh and the demand for it here in ogden isn't as big i though it is growing um but we do have some great stuff and a lot of it is at killer deals so check out gear30.com if that's something that you're interested in um, also follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and like us on Facebook and um, update on Bryden. Our he is CDT officially, hiker. officially, officially over halfway through. Okay. Uh, is it Colorado <laughs> Springs he's nearing? He's in Steamboat today. Oh, he's in Steamboat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said he's cold. Oh. And he's lucky he got out of the Tetons when he did because just he was just there two, three weeks ago and they're expecting... Snow? Snow. Really? Like up to 10 inches. Wow. <clears throat> this, so does this he weekend. Need, so is he upgrading his, his kid a little we're bit? We're going to um, send him a new Rab sleeping bag, so we'll talk more about it. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Oops.